On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we take a look at the stomping that was the game against the Coyotes. Plus, we look into the situation in Chicago. Stay tuned. Season 3, Episode 9 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson here today, and with me, as always, my co-host, buddy pal over there, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing all right. You're so animated today. You, you got a little pep in your step more than normal? Uh, I took a nap before you came over. Ah, there so, you go. Yeah, I was a little tired to start the day, but taking a nice little 20-minute nap, I'm getting it going. That's, Plus, you know, we got a big night. Yeah, we do have, do have a big night, and that, that's fair. You know, I, I got a pretty good amount of sleep last night, too, so I'm, I'm feeling, you know, I, I am in the constant state of tiredness, so as long as I can only feel half tired, then I'm usually pretty good, and that's how my last couple of days have been, actually, so. There you go. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm hanging in pretty well in that department, too. Yeah, and tonight is Friday night, which we usually do not record until Sunday nights when it comes to the Monday episode, but looking at the Tampa Bay schedule, uh, we have a break of games until the start of next week, so we didn't have to wait for any specific game. And then we got a big weekend. Tonight, we've got a Halloween party at your girlfriend's house, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Tomorrow, we wake up nice and early to help our buddy John move into his new place, watch the Michigan-Michigan State game, and then right after the game's over, I'm heading up to East Lansing. I would have liked to be there during the game, but unfortunately... Uh, Fox decided they'd put it on at noon, which is just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's brutal. So I, I mean, I should say it's good for me because now I get to watch it. If it was any yeah. other time, I wouldn't be able to watch it. Well, it's all about me, Chase. Yeah, I, but, I, but it still is brutal. This should be yeah. it should be the highlighted game of the day. It's the number one and number two team in the Big Ten, but you give the number three and the number four team in the Big Ten the primetime slot. Yeah, dumb. Uh, but anyways, I'll be bu- I'll be up at East Lansing um, once the game is over, and then I gotta come back Sunday uh, after a night of partying. And you are going to the Lions game, presumably. You've got um, some offers out there, fielding the offers, see who's coming and who's not, and then I'm guessing you will probably go. Is that? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I already got two people who said they would go. So there we go. Um, if they were iffy, I would just say, "Not, nah, I we're not going. What? Why even bother?" But mm-hmm. um, since they said they want to go, you know, I've got I've got no issue going. I always enjoy going to the games anyway, and we got the tickets. If we're not going to be able to sell them, might as well use them. Exactly. So there it is. That is why we are recording on a Friday, and we got a decent episode, but it's a little bit more of a serious episode. It's not as fun loving. Um, because we are going to be talking about the situation over in Chicago. Going to be looking at our game, which that'll be fun because it was a good one against the Coyotes. Uh, After the commercial break, going to be looking at extension, some injury updates, as well as another lawsuit against the NHL. So uh, that's going to be... We're going to get to the high after talking the Blackhawks stuff, but then we're going to finish low again, unfortunately. But let's start off with the biggest news in the hockey world right now. We're going to wait just a little bit to look at the Coyotes game, and that's with the Blackhawks. There has been investigations going on within the Blackhawks organization for quite some time now, and there has been some huge fallout. Yeah, so... If you haven't been paying attention, if you haven't listened to the show, you know, we talked about it the other on the last show that 
Stan Bowman's out as GM, also out as GM with uh, USA Hockey. Well, yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, um, Kyle Beach came out as the anonymous player, the John Doe in this situation. Um, so he he was the person that, that was assaulted back in 2010. So he wanted, you know, pretty much the Blackhawks exposed his identity as it was. So he figured he should just kind of come out and really set the record straight and voice his opinions. So he gave an emotional interview on TSN. Um, and, and, you know, in, in the aftermath of that, it was him really calling for more action from the NHL. Uh, the NHL ended up bringing in Joel Quinville and Kevin Shelvadayoff, two guys that were, um, like, two guys that, what's it called, were with the Blackhawks in 2010. Yep. Uh, Quinville was the head coach. Shelvadayoff was assistant GM at the time. Quinville has to resign uh, as Florida, so he is now out as the Florida Panthers head coach. Uh, Kevin Shelvadayoff, he is staying on board as the GM of Winnipeg. Uh, you know, if that reason for that is because at the time, um, he, you know, being the assistant GM, it was, he was able to voice his side. And I guess the, the facts came out that he was involved in one meeting involving the situation and none of the other ones that happened going forward. So he had such a small part that Bettman felt like he could not have done anything else above them than what he already did. So he is, you know, not being fired being forced to resign anything's happening so he he gets to, to stick around um you know we're we, we're we're still like early in this whole situation like i mean a lot of stuff has happened but there's a lot more stuff to come out you know chicago only getting fined two million dollars i feel like there's going to be more fines coming out i just feel like there's going to be brad aldrich his name's gonna be x'd out of the stanley cup there's no chance that it's not it's happened once before um i believe it was peter pockington he put his dad on the stanley cup and the nhl found out that wasn't allowed so they exit out same thing should be happening here um, it, there, there's still, there's still plenty more that's going to happen in, in this case. There's going to be more people, I'm sure coming out, you know, back in Kyle beach, or maybe some more players will finally speak up, but you know, someone like Duncan Keith, who's been up at Edmonton, just kind of like dismissing all the stuff he's, he kept, he keeps saying, Oh, the players in the locker room didn't know. Nobody had no idea. And pretty much every other player who has spoken out has said the exact opposite that, yeah, everybody knew like, like no, no shit. So. Duncan Keith's making himself look bad. Jonathan Taves has been silent during this. He was the captain at the time. It's not great. So we're, we're bound to see more shit coming out here over the next couple of weeks and months. Uh, it's just uh, just a terrible situation. A nightmare situation with Chicago. And then I wanted to round back uh, to Joel Quenville and his comments after he resigned. Uh, there was one thing that just really irked me, and we talked about it yesterday off air, and that's the statement where he said, my former team, the Blackhawks, failed Kyle, and I own my share of that. I think that's such a shitty way to put it. Like, you are the head coach of the organization. Wrap yourself into it. Don't say, my former team, the Blackhawks, failed Kyle. Oh, and then on top of that, I guess I had a part in it. Like, yeah. that's such a shitty way to put it. Be I failed Kyle. This is my fault. This is the fault of everyone that was in that organization at the time. Like it, it made it sound like such an after effect that he was he was kind of a part of it, but really it was the team that failed him. It, it was another thing where he feels like he really feels like the win justified what happened, and that happens a lot in sports where people think that the win justifies you know all all the shit that goes on in the background. And I I, I don't want to say it justifies, but like when you are winning. Even the people that are like victims of something sometimes will forget it and they'll be they'll just do what they can to win too and that shit happens all the time you see it in like through hockey with hazing and type that type of shit but it doesn't doesn't mean that's the right thing to do because it, it, it's not so his words the, the the way that he chose to 
you know, state his thoughts and feelings. It, it was very poorly. You got to wonder how much he really feels and regrets the, the situation. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know the guy based on what I'm seeing. I feel like it's probably not much. I, th- I still think that he feels like he did what he had to do at the time and is sticking by it. And then I was not able to see the Kyle Beach interview yet. Uh, but from what I've seen on Twitter, there is just an outpouring of support, which is great because what he had to go through, no one should ever go through. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with Kyle Beach at this time. Uh, have you seen the interview? If so, what did you think? Uh, was it super you know, powerful or, or have you still not seen it yet? I did. I watched it last night. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it it was it was it was good. It was a it, it was a good message for someone who um it was was a victim in the situation to go out and share his story, share how it has you know altered his life, changed you know the way he thinks and feels about things, um and really just get his feelings on and the truth really on, on how the Blackhawks have treated him from then till now, how the hockey world treated him from then till now, and really like when you're when you're watching this interview, you kind of realize that. Chicago really did bury this guy. He was written off as one of the biggest busts in NHL history. He's never played an NHL game, 11th overall pick. Um, but you just realize with the details that get revealed more and more, Chicago 1,000% didn't give him a chance. They buried him in the minors. Mm-hmm. They hurt his development. Um, you know, he was talking about one of their their mental skills coach. I tweeted this out. Their mental skills coach told him that it was his fault he got assaulted. Like, mm-hmm. like that. That's, that's, that's the type of shit that came out in this interview and the type of shit was going on in the organization. Chicago is a joke. They should be embarrassed. They should be ashamed. Um, they, you know, they punished a, a player who really he, he he was blameless in the situation, he, and he got punished, didn't get a chance to live his NHL dream because of it. Yeah, and the, the last thing I really want to say about this is, as the victim, victims overall should not have to come out and speak about you know the tragedy that happened to them. Uh, but I gotta say, it's very impactful when they do. And I, I don't think any victim should feel pressured to do so. But when they do, we see it here with Kyle Beach's situation, like the the crazy impact that it's already had and it's only been a day or two. Like it is immense. So I, I do want to uh, praise Kyle Beach for that. He didn't have to, but because of what he did, he's already making a huge change. 100%. Let's now move on to a little bit of a lighter topic, and that would be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, They just had their game last night against the Arizona Coyotes. This was one where we said this is not a competition. This is the worst team in the league, the Arizona Coyotes, that being. If we somehow lose, and if it's a bad loss, then we got to be real worried. Thankfully, we don't even need to question that. It was an easy win for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They take this one five to one. They're so bad. The Coyotes are They're so bad. So bad. I, 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 so I, I had a. I was playing Charlie last night. I was bored, starting new franchise one after everyone went to bed when we were gaming, and um, I got through the first season. And the Coyotes finished like forty nine points in the regular season. I, I, I feel like that's legitimately possible. Like. They, Do you they, think they could actually get to 49? Yeah, there's no way they don't. There's just no way you don't. Um, like, do they get 20 wins this year? They don't They don't have the only, like, good players on their roster. Clayton Keller has been underwhelming his whole career. Jacob Chickrun is a very good defenseman who gets overshadowed by the horribleness of his team. Phil Kessel's at the end of his career. 
Nick Schmaltz just kind of hangs around. They got nothing else. They, they really don't. Uh, it's just such a weirdly built team. It's bits and pieces from everywhere. You know, like they, they, they haven't done the best job drafting. You know, you look at someone uh, like Barrett Hayden. He should never went fifth overall. He's been pretty underwhelming. Um, you know, you, you've got guys like Victor Soderstrom who, for whatever reason, aren't playing on this team right now when they should be. Um, I, just, just this everything about this Coyote team is just weird. I don't, I don't know. They, they, they are one of the worst teams I've ever seen. And I'm trying to pull up their schedule here, but for some reason, the NHL website now has 10 second ads that you can't cancel out of. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so that, that, that's not surprising though. So I'm finally here. I'm finally at their schedule. Let's see the games that they have played so far. So they lost eight to two against Columbus. You don't want that to happen because Columbus is a bottom five team in the league this year, I would assume. Uh, yeah. Then you lose to Buffalo two to one in a shootout. Okay, not bad. Then seven to four to St. Louis, five to one to Edmonton. They get shut out by the Islanders, and then give up five goals back to back games to the Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. This <laughs> this team's not getting twenty wins. No, there's like, no way. Like they. You know, unless something crazy happens where all of a sudden some random player just like all of a sudden goes on a, on a bender or goalie gets hot, like that's the only way they're they're gonna win that on a games. But like, it's it's really bad. And I'm trying to go look at the standings right now to see how the rest of their division is panning out up to this point. So they do have Chicago, which they'll verse a couple of times. Chicago's still winless. So they could take a game or two off of them, but I feel like it's really going to be hard-pressed for them to get wins over the likes of Colorado, Winnipeg, St. Louis, Minnesota. Especially the way St. Louis is playing. They're playing really well to start this year. Very tough for Arizona. But let's talk about the actual game between the Coyotes and the Lightning. Uh, Alex Kalorn, Steven Samkos, both huge games. They continue their hot starts to the season. Absolutely love to see that. And then Ivan Prosvitov. He gets outdueled by Andre Vasilevsky, and you know Ivan. I do know Ivan. So uh, get the it, character. It's not a shock that he gets, you know, beat by Andre Vasilevsky because Andre Vasilevsky is the best goal in the world. But uh, a tough, tough game for him to start with how good Stephen Samkos has been. Yeah, I mean, this, this is only his like second career start too. Like he started one last year. He went in, in relief this year. Like I mean, the the like the, the, the guys. He's still got. A lot to figure out before becoming a full NHL goalie, but kid's a good dude. He, he he's very talented. He, he's a crazy athletic freak. He's a fucking hilarious. He, he he's a good, he's a good guy. Uh, but like he he definitely still needs more development, and he's just kind of thrown in the situation where he has to play because their goaltending situation is terrible at the moment with injuries and then just no talent. So uh, sucks for him when you got to go against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, you really don't have much of a chance. Yeah. So this one not very close. When we look at the at the schedule, uh, we've got a game this Monday against the Capitals, and then we've got a game Thursday as well in Toronto. So what are we thinking about those two games? The Capitals still have yet to lose a game in regulation. Yeah, it's going to happen at some point. Um. So yeah, you got to figure it might as well be next game, right? That's what I'm thinking. Um, might as well. Yeah. So. Ovi's been playing really well, five goals on the year. I hope he continues that hot streak. I hope he can get one in this game, but then the Lightning just win like six to one. Um, just let him get one goal. Let him score a goal every game this year. Who cares? But yeah, I, I, I do think that Tampa should be able to win both these games. It's it's two, you know, better opponents, even though Toronto's underwhelming a bit this year. Uh the the roster is just 
it seems like it's just not really coming together at the moment. So, you know, Washington could be a close one. It could be one that they lose, but uh, they should at least come out 1-1 between these two. I think they're going to be fun games regardless because all three of the teams here have at least one player, but multiple players really that have a lot of high-end talent. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be that classic East hockey that is super exciting, unlike some of the classic West hockey that you could just take a nap to. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's getting better all, all the way around. It's not, you know, um, what's it called? Like, boring. Yeah, like regionally boring or whatever, you know. But yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's better all around. All right, well, let's go to a quick commercial break. And on the other side of the commercial break, going to be talking some more news around the league. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN. This week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring the show. If you need any type of betting if you're going to be doing any type of betting, I should say, especially that Michigan-Michigan State game this weekend, make sure to head over to DraftKings to do that. Uh, Chase, let's continue on talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're playing the Lightning in two games from now, for the Lightning at least, and they just locked up one of their best defensemen on an eight-year deal. Yep, Morgan Riley, eight years, seven and a half a year. I think that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, you know, he is a one of the better defensemen in the league. He provides a good amount of offense, solid defense. Um, he's not like he's some world-breaking talent, but he's also very safely someone you can trust as your top two D, man. So at this value on a long-term, a long-term deal, you, you can't be mad. And I'm happy for the Maple Leafs because although they already have so much talent, Morgan Riley is one of those defensemen that can lead your power play. And to have that guy paired with an Austin Matthews, John Tavares, uh, Mitch Marner, etc., that's going to be great for them. And when it comes to the deal specifically, this looks awesome in comparison to like Darnell Nurse's deal, uh, and, yeah, and Zach Wierenski, Seth Jones deal. Like this is great for them. It 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 is very good value. This one should age fairly well. I mean, at the at the end of any long term contract, it usually doesn't look great. It's just how the kind of the nature of it, but. I think the value will be worth it at the end of the day. Yeah, I also don't hate it because right now he's only 27. So yeah. by the time the contract's coming up, he'll be around 35, 36 years old. So, you know, if you're pushing into the 39, 40-year-old at the end of your contract, that's getting a little too risky for me because players obviously start to decline around that mid-30s to late-30s range. And right. you don't want to have someone locked up when 
they're on their decline. You don't want a Shea Weber situation. Exactly. All right, let's now talk about Drew Doughty. Your favorite defenseman. I, I'm not as, like, painful about him anymore because now people are saying, okay, he's not the best defenseman in the world. Like, the, the, the biggest gripe I had around him was when everyone was like, oh, this dude is the best defenseman in the world, James Norris, every single year. Like, I never really thought he was that. I mean, he's had some good seasons. You got to keep in mind, though, he also played in, in like, a good eight-year range where there was really not that very many good defensemen in the league. Every good player was a forward. The, the goalies were very average, minus a couple. The The defense as a whole, like, there was no just, like, Eric Carlson was, you know, the model defenseman, and that shouldn't, that honestly should never be the case. It really should not. Um, so he, he did play in an era where he benefited by being one of the better guys in the league just because of the lack of talent. But, like, if you were to put him 10 years prior or, like, now going forward in the prime of his career, it, it, he, he would be a lot lower down. I'm just still thinking about the Eric Carlson thing. Could you imagine if his game was the model for defensemen like now? Like you're looking at it now. Oh. He's God. he's his drop off when he went to San Jose Steep. immense. Uh but going back to Drew Doughty, he's out for eight weeks with an injury. Uh I don't think this is really going to have much impact because I don't think the Kins were really vying for a playoff spot. No, they've been playing hard to start the year. Um, I'll give them, give them that credit. You know, they they deserve it. But really, at the end of the day, they're not like they're 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 not Stanley Cup contenders. You could argue they could be like a wild card contender. It's just like very end of the, of the draft I pick. But no, they, I mean they're really not. This this is you know, it, it sucks to have your probably best defenseman out for a while and one of your leaders. But I mean, at the end of the day. Like it, it, it probably just helps their case. Maybe they can get closer to getting Shane right or something. And hey, even if I think Drew Doughty's overrated or whatever, and I'm not his biggest fan, I still hope he gets better. Of course, I'm that kind of person. Yeah, you're not. I'm just a good a guy. Animal. I'm just a good guy. Uh, let's now move on to talk about the family of Steve Montador. Yeah. So if you don't know who Steve Montador is, he is a former NHLer. Uh, he was found dead at the age of 34. Four, I believe it was, or thirty-three. It, it, um, it, was, it, was, it was something like that, it, or thirty-five. It was, excuse me. So, um, Montador, he ended up when, when they when he died, that they you know they, they found that his brain had a lot of CT issues from you know repeated concussions and stuff. Uh, there's been lawsuits against the NHL from his family for them not properly you know telling the players about the the potential head injuries that, that come with hockey. Now there's a second lawsuit coming out. I don't know why there's a second one. I honestly don't know what happened in the first lawsuit, but I just happened to see this news. Um, it, it's, you know, it, it's sad, the, his whole situation. It's, it's life, you know, gone too early because he, you know, he suffered from these issues and he suffered from addictions and had a lot of stuff going on in his life. So I I, I want this, I don't want this lawsuit just like to be someone just to but like bankrupt the NHL because, um, I, I, I don't know if this is controversial or not, but, like, when I played hockey, I knew the possibility of head injuries. I, I, I did understand that, you know, maybe not to the severity of, like, what the CTE actually does to your brain, but I did understand the head injuries that would possibly be coming. Um, I, I understand that it's part of the game, and it just is what it is. It's a sacrifice that I made playing the game. Uh, so, you know, the NHL, they, they do need to try to better educate on that aspect, even with, like, because the NHL is very tied in with youth hockey. They need to educate that better in youth hockey just in case because some people – so sometimes they don't know. Um, and, you know, with that, 
also provide better healthcare, better structure, better um, concussion spotters like, like they're doing nowadays. Just just try to get the proper measures in place with these head injuries. So hopefully this this lawsuit is more about doing that, more about like changing than just hurting the pockets of the NHL. I agree with you. Uh, I do not think that the NHL or the NFL or any other physical sport, the UFC, I don't think they need to sit down with every single player and say, hey, this is a physical physical sport. It might happen where you get injured. Uh, you might get concussions. Like, this is a physical sport, so you could get physical damage, physical harm to your body. I, I don't think that needs to be, you know, the case. But I agree that having those trainers that are in every single locker room, having them be more versed when it comes to the uh, mental stability and physical stability of these injuries that could be taking place, I feel like that is more... Uh, needed. So train the trainers better so that when the trainers come into the rooms, they're able to tend to the needs of the players much better. So uh, similar thinking as you, like they don't need to necessarily say, hey, this is a physical sport because I feel like everyone knows that already. Yeah. And, and with the concussion spotters that are being used in the NHL and NFL nowadays, it makes things um, a little bit better because you know, concussions happen in life to most people. You know, you can get a concussion from a car accident. You can get a concussion from falling. You can get a concussion from sneezing too hard. It's just, it's yeah. just the brain hitting against the skull, causing a little bit of trauma and just and bruising the brain essentially. So, like, it, it, everybody's bound to have a concussion in their life. Like, whether you know it or not, like, you're bound to. Um, what's important is when the brain's already injured to not further re-injure it because it just adds on to the damage and takes longer to heal. And sometimes it gets to a point where it can't heal. So, with the concussion spotters, if you can point that out early, you, you keep a guy out of a game, you know, independent parties got to evaluate these players nowadays. Um, it's a lot harder for guys to get away with concussions, especially on something that's like pretty obvious, like a head hit or dangerous, dangerous hit. They're always taken out, always evaluated. So um, it's, it's getting better. There's still, you know, like pro- progress to be made. But, you know, if I, if I were a player, I, I was someone who I played through every injury I had in hockey, except for concussions, because I knew the value and importance of my brain. I, I knew that I didn't want to make anything worse. So I always say for that, and I think players should have, you know, a little more self-respect and self-responsibility to do that type of thing, too. They shouldn't feel obligated to play through concussions because they might be hurting their team that way. Um, at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it is your life. You, you got to keep your, your brain stable. So it's it's on the players for trying to cover up those concussions because it happens all the time. But it's also on, of course, the NHL and the medical staff. They need to do a better job, and they have been doing a better job. They need to continue doing a better job. But to be fair, Chase, your brain can't get much worse. <laughs> ah, that was hilarious. I saw um, that smile. I was waiting for you to say it. Hey, to round it out, I hope that uh, the Montador family and the NHL, both parties are, um, what am I trying, not happy, but at least okay with whatever happens, whatever comes out of this suit. Right. Um, but I did want to go back quickly. You were talking about concussions and how you can get a concussion from sneezing. Dude, sneezing is so powerful. Yeah, like people dude. have heart, had heart attacks because they held in a sneeze. Yeah, don't like it not, is don't hold in a sneeze. Crazy. Do not hold in a sneeze. That, I, that's it's, why I always cough them out because it doesn't spray like you know your normal. Uh, what do you mean you cough them out? Yo, I should, ah! kind yeah. of <laughs> like when I feel one coming, I'll like cough instead of just letting it go. Because if you just let it go, then freaking slobber and mucus and everything goes flying everywhere. Oh, what I usually do is I just like rub my, like the bridge of my nose a little bit. Oh, so it, you try to hold it in. I don't try to hold it. I rub <laughs> the bridge of my nose and it kind of just it stops it for the, the action from happening usually. Yeah. But if I'm just by myself or something, I'll just like let it fly because like it, once it happens, 
my sneezes are freaking violent. Like, like I, I give us an example. <laughs> give you an example. Like I, I've got freaking wounds in my body, and I, oh. I've sneezed so hard that like my bandages have come undone. Mm. Like, like my my sneezes are like my parents have heard heard me from. They were outside. I was in the basement. Yeah, I, I'm not that loud. I, that's for sure. It's painful, dude. It hurts, but like it feels so good after the pain's gone because you just feel so relieved. Dude. Like your body just oh, like went sure. through a transformation. There's nothing worse than when it's right there on the bridge. Like I've got a sneeze, but it's not coming. What oh, the hell is oh, happening? Oh, that sucks. That that and now now that I'm saying it's gonna happen, a yawn that yeah. doesn't want to come out. Yeah, Ugh. you gotta try so hard, especially with yawning, because yawning is such a. And I keep saying yawning. Oh, there it is. Yeah, got I'm it. trying to cover it up. Um. Yawning is such a mental thing. Yeah. That, like, just saying yawn right Stop. now. No, no. How many people listening just yawned? Yeah, probably a few. I mean, I already did. I already feel them coming up again. If if I just made you yawn by saying yawn, <laughs> tweet at us at the Bolts Broadcast and let us know. Because it is such a mental thing. It's crazy. Because you see someone across the room yawn, now you're. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's brutal, dude. Uh, all right, well, <laughs> there it is again. Uh-huh. I've been holding mine in. We're good. Uh, all right, let's move on now to hockey <sighs> name of the day. Let's. Uh oh, you just got so many people with that. <laughs> all right, hockey name of the day: Vladislav, um, Jojvili, uh, I don't know. It was that was better than I thought it was. Thank gonna you. Be, honestly, thank you, Vladislav. Josh Vili. Josh. Josh Vili. That is a Josh hard name Vili. to say. It is. I, I have to have like, I can usually, I'll, I'll say the name and I'll learn the pronunci- pronunciation, have it in my head. I have this pronunciation right in my face because I, I was, if I tried to remember, I was not going to get it right. So our boy, Vladdy, not repeating his name. He is, in case you can't tell, a Russian born hockey player. He's a forward, six foot 190. He's from, uh, from Moscow, Russia. He played at the University of Vermont the last few years, playing the USHL. Played uh, over in Wilkes-Barre Scranton through that AAA program growing up. Um, he is now going over to the Slovakian Second League to play there this year. You know, th- through his career in Vermont, he ended up playing in 86 games, 11 goals, 16 assists, 27 points. Uh, you know, nothing too crazy as a player. Got a little bit of international experience with Russia back in 2014-15 at the U-17s. Um, uh, other than that, you know, nothing too crazy going on this high career. You think he was one of those kids that got bullied by Michael Scott in that open skate episode? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, for, for sure. For sure. And he just got a, yeah. a, a, a special appearance on the office. That'd be hilarious. All right. Well, that's going to do it with the show. Chase will lead. We'll have you lead the show out with an outro. Go okay. Ahead. I will. Go, go, As go always, I want to thank you guys for listening. You want to check us out on Patreon. Support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at FL WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. That way you can get all the content that you need between those three platforms. Go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network there. Boom. Click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Make sure to check out our blogs while you're at it too. Got some fun stuff to read. River the same curious five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN. Please sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.